family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. Good morning, Mr. Musu. My name is Kenneth Adewale from Nigeria, Lagos precisely. I've been following all your social media handles, and I must say I'm really inspired and touched by most of your topics you do address and learn much. I really want to learn more from you because I'm also an aspiring motivational speaker. I do educational talk show and leadership training for students. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vositembe Guayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello, family, and welcome to another episode of the VT Podcast. And here we talk about ideas that matter. So I am extremely, extremely tired. I've just come off a whirlwind of travel from... Uh, Johannesburg to Casablanca, spent a few days in Casablanca, then in Marrakesh in Morocco, then left Marrakesh in Morocco and traveled to Dubai, and then from Dubai traveled to Miami, spent some time in Miami. Beautiful, beautiful. Florida is just absolutely gorgeous. Went around and had a look at the homes of all the stars and where they all live on Star Island, like absolutely beautiful and gorgeous. Spoke at a mega event in front of 3,000 people alongside Tia Claire Toomey and Michael Phelps. That was definitely one of my career highlights. And then when that was done, spent a bit of time driving around the streets of Miami in a Lamborghini Aventador SV. Thank you to my good friends at MPH Club, by the way, for making that happen. And after that, then traveled to Los Angeles, as my high school principal, Mr. Lotta, used to call it, in Los Angeles. So I traveled to Los Angeles. And I had an amazing time, by the way. I stayed in West Hollywood, which is one of my favorite parts of town, um, and had a meeting with um, my agent out there and my manager and discussed one or two things, went around seeing part of LA. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. This is what I want to come to, right? So, for those of you who don't know me, by now I would have hoped you would have picked up that I'm a massive movie guy. Like, movies to me are what reading is to most people, right? You know, like most uppity people, they read for relaxation. I watch movies for relaxation. But, and here's the key, I don't just watch movies, I watch the movie. In other words, I watch for cinematography, I watch for style, I watch for script and language, I watch for the arc of the story, I watch for the character development, I watch for I watch for all of that stuff. I'll look at the scene and the setting, all of it. I'm a massive, massive movie guy. So can you imagine how an amid I must have been traveling into Hollywood? And um, 
And so I booked a couple of tours. And one of the tours I booked, private tour, I said to this guy, I was like, look, these are the places I need to see and you need to take me where they did all of these movies. And these are movies that I had on my tail list. And the first place we went was the home where they made... Do you know that movie? Do you know it? Yes, for those of you who've picked it up, of course. It's The Godfather with Michael Calione and Vito Colleone. I mean, what a phenomenal... So they took me to the to the home where The Godfather is set. And I was like, oh, man. Godfather, well, I can literally... It's like absolutely gorgeous. Then went to the home where they said, pretty woman... Walking down the street, went to have a look at that apartment where Julia Roberts stands right outside as as Richard Gere is coming to pick her pick her up in his Lotus. You remember the scene, right? And the Lotus, the one with the flip up um, uh, headlights. You remember you remember the movie. And then I went to have a look at the actual hotel where they stayed in Pretty Woman, the one on on Beverly Hills. And then listen to this. No, no. Again, I'm geeking out. I'm geeking out. Then I went to have a look at the police station where they said dun 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 bum 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 ba dum ba dum bum ba. You know where that is, right? Beverly Hills Cop, of course. By the way, the guy who was taking me around, he was like, by the way, we saw Eddie Murphy here. He's doing some shooting. He was, you know, he seemed to be performing some other stunt or something like this. They think that they're making another Beverly Hills, which should be another, what would, what would that be? Beverly Hills 4 or something like this. Beverly Hills Cop 4. So I went and had a look at that. Now, that was cool, but it wasn't the best part of the tour. The best part of the tour is I booked a tour called the hood tour with this guy called big mike um and and they call him big mike for a reason he's massive this guy right and big mike take us around in his bulletproof van into the hood and the marketing title for the hood tour is this ain't hollywood this the real hood right and he took us in and he showed us all of the places that you would know from all of the major gangster movies. He showed us the scene from Boys in the Hood, where they where they shoot, where Craig shoots the guy who shot his brother, right? Is it Craig? I, I can't remember, but uh, Ice Cube shoots the guy who shot his brother. He plays Craig in Friday. I'm, I'm mixing up characters here, but I'll come to that in a minute. So he shows us that place where they shot that movie, where they shot that scene, right? That, that mall, if you remember, it's like a little mall. And right adjacent, by the way, is the uh, Magic Johnson Mall. So he shows us where they shot that. He shows us the, the drive-through where they had a little shooting scene there. He shows us that. He took us to the place where they did Menace to Society. He showed us those projects. By the way, those projects are being gentrified now. They're tearing all of them down, right? And they're rebuilding them. And uh, so we, we got to see what the old projects, the one that you see on Menace to Society looked like, and then the new ones that they're building now. And he lived there when he was growing up. So he's busy telling us stories about how he grew up there and what he experienced there and why in all of those movies there's that mash you know that mash the one that's like on the security uh, on the door as front of the security right so they've got that mash and then they've got it on the windows as well so he was telling us the stories about where those come from so he showed us the scene from the, where they shot boys in the hood showed us where they shot men menace society but then he took us to what is in my mind probably, probably one of the greatest movies ever made 
Friday. And we went to have a look at the street where they shot Friday. Come on, Craig. Stimulate your mind, Craig. It's Friday. You ain't got shit to do. <laughs> so he took us to go and, Miss Parker, Miss Parker. <laughs> You've seen the, the Lord is my shepherd. You know what I want. <laughs> so he took us to go see what they shot Friday. I went and stood at the lawn where Miss Parker was watering. Doom, 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 doom. Went and stood at the lawn where the Miss, Miss Parker was doing her thing. Then he took us to the home where they shot the actual Friday, where Craig and Day, and is it Day Day? No, it's not Day Day. Craig and Smokey were sitting right at the front on the porch. So anyway, the point is, had the most amazing time. Finished in LA, flew out to New York, did a business meeting with uh, a friend and business partner. Finished in New York, flew to Milan, where I had um, a coffee actually with one of the guys I did my MBA with, but is also uh, one of the investors in our firm. And then Dubai, and then uh, where I am now in South Africa, where I'm doing a couple of speaking engagements before I fly back home uh, to Dubai. So the point is that I come off a whirlwind of travel, and that kind of inspired what it is that I wanted to talk to you about today. So let's try that again. Hello, family. <laughs> Hello, family. Welcome to the VT Podcast. And here we talk about ideas that matter. In this episode of the podcast, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about jet lag. Jet lag usually happens when you travel by plane two or more time zones away. So, jet lag symptoms really are about your body's natural rhythms being in and out of sync with the time of the day, either daytime or nighttime. And this is precisely what it is that I wanted to talk to you about today. So for you to feel jet lag, and you know, there's that beautiful Jay-Z lyric, my eyes bloodshot, but my jet don't lag, right? Gucci airbags, just in case we crash. Um, I think it's in the Pound Cake uh, song that he did with um, Drake. Um, cake, 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 cake. You know the song I'm talking about. But if you think about the concept of jet lag, the reason you feel jet lag is because your body either lags or leads the time of day that you're actually experiencing. And so one of the symptoms of this is you probably have difficulty falling asleep. I had that last night. Found myself wide awake at 3, 3.30 in the morning, 4, 4.30 in the morning. And then at 8 o'clock when it was time to get up, all of a sudden just the most incredible bout of exhaustion hit me. You might also feel drowsiness, you might have headaches, you might have a lack of focus or concentration. But the one that I often feel, feel the most is extreme fatigue, like just really real uh, tiredness, right? And, that's, and so one of the things I've learned over time is when I travel like the, the way that I've done, when I come back, I want to give myself at least 48 hours to just sit, relax and catch my breath as it were, right? It's generally a feeling of being off, right? And a feeling of just being off your rhythm. See, the thing about jet lag is that it affects people differently. Overall, you can expect more severe jet lag, and this is what I found interesting, the further you fly. Now, it is also said that flying west doesn't have as much jet lag as flying east. And I'll tell you why that is in a minute. But if you feel jet lag, you can only feel jet lag because your body has a clock. Your body knows when daytime is and when nighttime is. 
your body knows when it's time to rest and time to be awake, when it's time to, uh, to, to recede and when it's time to be active. Your body knows when it's time to eat and time not to eat. Your body knows. And so your body then is, is acclimatized to a particular rhythm of how the day actually passes its way through. This is why people who are confined in uh, solitary confinement, especially particularly in prisons, find it very difficult because it's dark for 24 hours a day and the body loses its cycles. I don't know if you know this, but one of the methods of um, interrogation that they use in the military, if they catch a, a enemy from the other side, what they call war combatants, right, is that they might stick them in the room and leave the lights on for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so it messes with their body clock because they don't know what time daytime is and they don't know what time nighttime is. And that's a form of torture. So jet lag then is real. And if jet lag is real, here's the thing I want you to think about. If you have rhythms, times and cycles, and your body and your brain experience those rhythms as well as times and cycles, is it possible that your destiny has rhythms, times and cycles? See, once you understand time and you understand timing, you then understand what you need to do and when you need to be there. For some of us, our lives are not where they should be, not because we are incapable the reason would be because you are in your time experiencing things according to your timing, right? And that's very important. The question I want you to ask yourself then is, are you in your time and are you living your life according to your timing? This is the question you need to ask yourself. Because once you understand this question of time and timing, you also understand the question of location and destination. You're watching other people in their lives manifest certain things and realize certain things. You're wondering why it's not happening to you. When in fact, the answer could be that it isn't that you're not working hard enough. It isn't that you don't deserve it. It isn't that you are not deserving. It simply is that you are not in your time, that it is not yet your timing. I want to argue that in the same way, when you fly across time zones, you experience fatigue and jet lag. I think when you fly across destination zones, destiny zones, spiritual zones, purpose zones, you experience spiritual jet lag, where your spirit can tell you are not where you are supposed to be. Your body can feel you're not doing what you should be doing. Your soul knows that you're not connected to the place you're living in. And ultimately, success is bound by three things who you choose to love, where you choose to live, and what you choose to do. And so, once you understand those three things, if there is a lag in either one of those three things, you're going to be out of sync with your timing. So you need to look at your life and ask yourself, who have you chosen to love? Not just romantic love, but all relationships, really. Who have you chosen to love? What have you chosen to do? Are you doing the job that you were told to do? Are you in the job that is just a job and not a career? Or are you pursuing the thing that turns you on, that fuels your heart, that is your passion? And finally, where do you choose to live? 
Location is a serious advantage, and I've said this so many times to people. Being in the right place at the right time is an incredible part of the success formula, and it's one that is often misunderstood and often underplayed by those of us who have benefited from it, and I count myself here. Being at the right place at the right time is an incredible drive of what success can look like in your life. You know one of the symptoms of uh, jet lag is brain fog. You know what brain fog is? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's when you're foggy in your brain. How many of you listening to this right now are foggy? You're foggy about your life. You're foggy about your purpose. You're fighting so many battles, you don't even know which one is first and which one is last. You have no real sense of direction. You can't make hard decisions. And so life is happening to you rather than you happen to life. That fog is an indication of your being in spiritual jet lag. Your spirit is lagging where you are supposed to be. Once you have diagnosed this, and I hope listening to this, you have. I hope listening to this, you realize that you are living beneath your potential and outside of the realm of your calling. Once you have diagnosed this, the question for you is the following. What are you to do about it? Because if you are in spiritual jet lag, staying where you are is spiritual suicide. So you need to move. You need to move. And I don't mean move physically, although sometimes that might be the remedy. I mean move. I mean move your heart, move your soul, move your passions, move your relationships move your decision-making, you need to move. This episode is inspired by the fact that I was thinking to myself, if you took Optimus, which is the uh, humanoid made by Elon Musk and his people at Tesla, and you put it in a, a plane and made it fly around the world in 24 or 48 hours, and it landed anywhere in the world, would it experience jet lag? The answer, obviously, is no. Any of you here who've ever traveled across time zones, you know that your phone doesn't experience jet lag. The minute you land, the phone sends you a note saying, would you like to schedule your time according to the time zone you're in? For some of us, it does it automatically. As you land, the time at the top right or top left of your watch just is automatically reset to the time in the area that you've landed. And then your calendar in your scheduling system will ask, would you like to reschedule according to the time zone you're in? Computers, therefore, can automatically adjust themselves to the space that they're in. Humans can't. Because we are not just flesh, you see. This flesh exists within a system. And the system is about connectivity. It's deep, this. And I wish I had the time to take you further into how deep it is, how we, you and I, are connected at a spiritual and physical level to the actual cosmos, how we're connected to stars and where the stars align, how we're connected to space. This is why you'll hear people who are spiritually inclined talk about the mercury rising. is because those things that happen out into the stratosphere, out in space, affect you and us. We are spiritual beings and we exist in a continuum of energy. So jet lag is your continuum of energy being disrupted. Spiritual lag is your continuum of spiritual energy being disrupted. And again, the question for you, are you where you are supposed to be? 
So whilst today's podcast is short, here is the question I would like for you to ask and answer as your homework. First, if you feel like you're not happy, if you feel like you're not fulfilled, if you feel like you're living beneath your potential, if you know you're capable of more, even though you haven't achieved more, if these are things that are real for you, what's holding you back from making the changes you need to make? I'll tell you what's holding you back. You're scared. You're scared. Some of you are scared because you're cowards. Others are scared because there are real consequences for the decisions you make. Families that you provide for, children whose school fees that you pay, elders and loved ones who look to you and for you for their provisioning. I get it. I get it. Regardless of how justified you may be, fear is fear. That's what might be holding you back. The second question I'd like for you to answer is this. At your state of alignment, who are you? When you are properly aligned, when you're happy and you're fulfilled, who's that person? What does that life look like? Now, go be that. That, my friends. That is this week's podcast. That is the idea that matters today. Spiritual jet lag. Sayonara. We hope that you've drawn valuable lessons from this week's podcast. To partner with us, visit mygrowthfund.co.za or email info at mygrowthfund.co.za.